gang, how's everyone doing? I think you, like I, are wondering, is there nothing 2020 won't take from us? Sadness. Welcome to What's the Damage? We are, of course, the companion show to the incredibly well-known and popular real play D&D show, Roll for Damage, going viral any second now. Sad news for our heroes, Dobby Pons is perma-dead, marking the first for realsies death of the game. I'll be speaking today with the party members who tolerated him the most. Um, <laughs> then, then after that, we'll be talking about streaming. Tips, tricks, methods, and dark secrets. All of that right now. As always, stick around after the stream and happy National Voter Registration Day. Go to vote.org to either register or check that your registration has not been illegally purged by the conservatives trying to sabotage our democracy. I've been reading too much news. I'm your host, Truth Benson, and this is What's the Damage. Welcome back. Joining me today is our wonderful DM mom, Serenity, um, who is the architect of all our heartbreak. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there is Tick, who plays the once also dead Sinric, but he's still alive. Mm, we'll talk about that. Uh, and Khalil, who plays Valtaim. Oh, yeah. Who knows who's next? Who knows? How are you guys doing? You've had your first permadeath in the campaign. No. Sadness, despair, <laughs> regret, yeah. loss. Yeah. It's like it's everything all rolled into one. It was a good birthday, though, you know? All right, it was your birthday. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> At least you didn't die on your birthday. That's true. Hey, thank yeah. you. I appreciate yeah, it. I, I mean, it was all out of my hands completely. Yeah. No, it was. Yeah. Sometimes the dice are like that, though. Yeah, yeah sometimes yeah, they get, are. Uh, for Jay, one. they're always like that. <laughs> oh my God, I feel so bad. It, it feels like roll 20 is just no, always. No, no. No, no. It wasn't roll it's, 20. It's, it's Jay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we've seen that. It's, yeah, it's Jay. His, his, his carryover. He, he just yeah. lost another character last night. Yeah, yeah. friends, for, <laughs> oh for context on our Monday game, I killed Jay's character. Well, she didn't. I mean, he turned into no, a werewolf. I, I fully did. And yeah, well, you, I mean, you didn't help. 
Uh, but he turned into a werewolf. <laughs> she took him down. Instead of medicine checking him and stabilizing him, she left him. And of course, Jay rolled terrible, terrible oh, death saving throws. Yeah. What's um, like, what is it on the new character he just introduced? He went down and then rolled a nat one on his yeah, first no, death save. <laughs> Oh my god! I did honestly think for a second. The bad I was like, guy felt oh god, bad. Oh god! I hope he has like, another. No, no, another character. So that was he that was one hundred percent. He he thought he was winning. Like you guys were t- like they had your your one of your guys like walking off into the desert like hundreds oh, yeah, of yeah. feet. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just saying so the bad guy was like, Oh, this guy's kind of dying. Hold on, wait a second. <laughs> you know, it, his plan was to like tie him up and take him, but uh, it didn't work out. He got away yeah. though. Did not work out. Happy ending. Yeah. Okay. Um, so how are both your characters doing? I think Baltaim and Sinric were definitely the closest in the party to Davi. Sinric had long history. Baltaim actually liked him. It's an interesting dynamic. I mean, it, it's one of those being the oldest character. Um, it, it, you have to ask, you know, why other people? Why not you? Because, I mean, in standards, yeah, I'm definitely one of the oldest people in the group. Um, as far as lifespan goes. Um, and I think I um I think Baltim doesn't understand how to grief how his grieving process is gonna go out. I don't I don't even know how it's gonna work out necessarily. I think um part of that's probably me looking at what everyone else is like doing and I don't wanna be like everyone just fucking pissed off and crying and shit. You know, I want there to be mm-hmm. like different different viewpoints of grieving some people don't handle like some people literally their parents could die next day they're in work they're just hey what's it going you know the same thing you won't really know see that that side of them until they're behind closed doors with no one else around so I kind of wanted to see like I you know kind of was looking at what everyone else was doing I I don't think Baltine would be that emotional person anyway so I think it was kind of just looking at what everyone else was doing and kind of wanted to take a different spin on grieving and I think uh just the who Dobby is as a person, Baltim kind of connected to the halfling stuff. Uh, we haven't gotten into Baltim, but you know he knows language, so he knows. So it just kind of a uh, it hurts, you know, for him. But he doesn't. I don't think he understands how the process is going to work for him, as I don't uh-huh. understand it currently right now. Yeah, so we haven't gone into Baltim. Without spoilers, can you tell us, like, has Baltim, like, lost people before in this kind of way? Um, yes and no. Mm-hmm. He has lost people, but it might not necessarily have been him understanding it as that or even being aware of it. Um, and clearly he's, he's not lost his sister, but he's, like, you know, his sister's not with him currently, so that's, he's you know, trying to understand that, um, you know, he believes she's alive. It could, you know, she could very well be dead. Um, and part of that's like the grief cycle of like coming to like the denial and then going to acceptance. Like maybe he doesn't, he's like super believing that, but it could be like you, at one point you need to understand like alive. So that's mm-hmm. something you need to consider possibly. Um, so I would say, I would say yes and no. Yes and no. Okay, so let's dive a little bit deeper into Sinric because Sinric has died and sort of in mirror image of Davi because um, remember this was like on the first episodes we did, possibly the first. Was it the first? I think it was the first. Yeah, I think it was like the sixth or something like that. Yeah, but you you really saw in back then when Sinric went down like Davi's emotional attachment to him. 
Um, so how's it from Cinder's perspective, especially after having experienced death, is there any kind of survivor's guilt? Does he think it was Dobby's time? Uh, definitely survivor's guilt, just based on age alone. But um, mm -hmm. where, where he's coming from, given, you know, the whole like affiliation of being alone for so long, it's kind of become, it, it, it's an interesting dynamic because grief isn't just necessarily the sadness that someone died but more so the fact that you know he it's not like we're close friends pick up the telephone and talk for hours type mm -hmm. friends i mean it, it was somewhat you know like a passing relationship it was a good standing you know it, it was really one of the few people that he would talk to and actually be able to work with and interact with after everything um so it's one of those where it's like that guilt of yeah, he probably shouldn't have died at this age, but also at the same token, it's like, okay, well, I lost a reliable connection uh, to the world and to what's around me. Um, so it's one of those where you might kind of see him kind of get more into like, you know, not, you know, I, I don't want to say not talking, but mm -hmm. into himself because he's not really attached to anyone. Dobby. So it's like, okay, I mean, now the only thing I have going for me is a promise to a god to defend people, one of which is already dead. So... See how that goes. Yeah. yeah I think it's definitely going to be interesting to see how both your characters process grief, especially since you're playing um, a little bit more laid-back, subtle characters than other people in the group, I yeah, think. Yeah, and I'd say comparatively to, a, like, you're with now just a bunch of younger people in general. Like, even though Dobby technically is, like, what, a third or maybe a fourth into his life? Yeah. Like it, was like, it was like 69 or something like that. Right. But that's still, that's still like, years wise, it's not a year experience. Like, that's a lot of yeah. like, yeah, he's like experience. halflings, at least in my world, live till like they're 250, 300. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's, I think, that, yeah, I think that's, yeah. Uh, so that's still, that's comparatively, that's still more life experience, even though it's like than the others younger, yeah. right? That's a little bit more life experience, like mm -hmm. to Cynric, who is and, already an older person, too. And that's kind of where I, you know, as far as Cynric is kind of looking at it as well. I mean, history we have i, I want to say if i remember correctly off the top of my head close to 10 years of kind of like in and out between each other as mm -hmm. far as like when we met each other so it's been an ongoing thing i mean that that's why i make comments like you know some of the older people because yeah dobby is older than you guys as far as like age but in terms of like life expectancy he's about the same place as everyone else right Oh, youthful party. Plus, you know, it doesn't help that living in crappy circumstances tend to make, you know, I don't want to say crappy older. people, but, you know, you, you do, you, yeah, you, you essentially kind of become older due to necessity. Mm -hmm. yeah. Grow fast. Okay, uh, Serenity, I think we talked about this a little bit in one of the previous episodes, but could you walk us again, like, through the way you adjudicate, like, death and resurrection in this game because we've seen this attempt to be uh, happen once and uh, an attempt at it the second time yeah um so i i use the the matt mercer rules of resurrection uh just because later in the game um it's basically like there are no stakes like later in the game if you have a cleric like you can mm -hmm. and you can find diamonds like you can resurrect anyone all the time or you have a druid and you have some incense like 100 percent, you can like reincarnate people like all the time so um, so in mine, I, I like the idea of like, there's still the, the toll on the, 
uh, bringing the soul back. And so uh, the way it works is everyone starts at a base DC of, of 10 to resurrect someone. And then you get to perform a ritual and you bring three offerings to that ritual. And those are based on skill checks. And for every successful skill check, you take away three from the DC. And for every failed skill check, you add one to the DC. Um, if you get a nat one or a critical, uh, it's like a minus six or a plus two. Um, so uh, what happened with uh, Dobby's was um, Quinn did very well. He did very successful and he uh, reduced the DC to a seven. Um, Sinric then did not do so well uh, and increased the DC to eight. And then Baltaim also did not do so well and increased the DC to nine. Um, generally, I roll, I like, I rolled, actually, no, I generally like him in Matt's game, he rolls behind the scenes. I mm -hmm. like to offer my players, it's their own fate. Um, and so I like to offer them if they wish for me to roll uh, behind the scenes or if they wish for uh, for themselves to roll. And so for Sinric, they say, ask me to roll. I rolled it. And I think I rolled like literally just over um, what his DC was. Uh, and then for um, Dobby's, uh, Jay said that he would do it. And he rolled a six, which was unfortunately too yeah. low for a nine. Uh, and and so um, he was lost. Yeah, it's how the dice be sometimes. Yeah, that's um, that's that's how it works. Um, it's the risk of playing games of chance, which is interesting because it's uh, it, it adds a whole um, it adds a whole sort of new um idea behind like what happened to Dobby, considering he was marked by the god of eternal darkness and and death. Um, and so, what does that actually mean for his soul? Mm -hmm. Who knows? You'll, maybe you'll find out some sometime later on in the game. <laughs> I mean, End game. You have to break Dobby out of hell. Maybe we're not done seeing Dobby. I mean, it's hard to say. Maybe. Comes back as a poltergeist, haunts you guys. Um, anyway, so even though you did manage to get um, Dobby back, your party is in debt again to not less this time another member of Lux Eterna. Uh, how do you guys feel about having all this stuff on your plate? I mean, I don't like it. Yeah, just in general, I don't like it. I don't know why. Just like you know, I don't just. Yeah, Khalil's negative on this. Yeah, I think I think I'm more, and this might be my biases of playing with this character in a different game. I'm more, uh, I'm like Aaron's request was straightforward and like told us up front. Lex is just like, I'm holding these motherfuckers. Like, I'm going to hold these these fucking cards. And when I use them, I'm use them. Just, if you'll see, I'm like, I don't like that. It's going to be like, yep. I feel like some of them can be oh, like, yes. oh, it's like, I'm just fucking with you with Lex. But if some of them feel like, oh, man, it's going to be a, a bitch. At, at some point, she's going to call on those. I mean, yeah. And it's you might be... find yourself in Dash breaking into someone's house. And, yeah. You know. Which I don't yeah. think morally me or you will have a problem with. Oh, but... no, I mean... I, but yeah, it's just I don't. It's like a matter. Being, of do you really want to do that? I don't like being in the hole. You know, I don't like being in the hole. Very much that. Yeah, That's which is why Baltine was like, "Hey, like," and in most cases, Baltine's like been like, "Hey, let's just handle this ourselves." Like, I think the like the uh, the uh, drug deal gone wrong. Baltine's like, "Let's just go in there." Uh, uh, this, like, let's just use what we have. 
I think they're the, you know, when Turner died, I was like, yeah, we need like, this is above our pay grade. We yeah, but your let's just yeah. use what we have was literally Quinn, choose between your fucking family oh, no, and Dobby. Yes. Yeah, like that's it's your a let, that was your yeah. let, like honestly, yeah, the way that, that, that the party, yeah. the way that the party treated Quinn was horse. Like you guys treated him so yeah. badly, no, so badly. Yeah. Um, no wonder but, he is pissed. But that's just like that's like Baltine's like I'm just gonna like let's just try this. I know, I know. I I get where Baltaim yeah. and like everyone else was coming from, but it's basically like all this on one person's shoulders who literally just did everything to try and get his family safe. Yeah. And and See, to, to my intention to... wasn't to make my choice look that way, even though it did look that way, but I know, I, I know where you guys I know where your characters were coming from and I, I totally get it. Like and I get where everyone else was coming from. Yeah. But if you like take it from like the Quinn centric point and step back, you're like, wow, oh, no, that's really awful. shitty. That's like, awful he, thing to make a yeah. really bad decisions and he and I, he chose to do the only one that he felt was going to get them anywhere, which was get them into into right. debt. Yeah. Um, and I mean my my actions were along the lines of, you know, hey, uh, we made an accepting choice on our end. I mean, we're not asking you to do this, this. but we, we are asking you to make an acceptance into either, you know, let's pack up and move on and accept right. our, you know, happening or do something about it. I think that's why we, I think we, me and Cynric, I think we both felt that we were trying to give Quinn an out from like having to make a choice at all. Cause if he didn't make a choice, then we were, we were. Yeah, I know you were digging better. the grave and everything like right. that. No, I totally it yeah, felt I, better for us people who were closer to Dobby to be accepted with seemed on the surface to be accepted with he's dead. We're, we're fine with that. Let's move on to give him that out. than to have him make that choice. We're just on, on outside of the game is awful. That's an awful like choice. Yeah, to yeah. Get to one. Of course. But like, that's just kind of the, like, well, that's the cards like Baltaim understood what he has. Cause he but it's very interesting. That's how I think about Aaron where, at that moment. Where Quinn is coming from with his anger and it'll be interesting how that yeah. dynamic plays out as you guys go further uh, in this journey. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of wanted to steal that water so he couldn't make that choice. <laughs> I mean, because it, it just you know, it, being an older character, that's something you don't really want to put someone through. Yeah. And if he didn't have it, he couldn't make that yeah. as a choice. It was off the table. But I decided against it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So even after all that, like you guys still have a job to do and still have a world to save. Uh, the party moves on with their mission. Um, can you give us a glimpse into the mindsets, mindsets of Sinric and Baltaim, just like having to move forward so quickly um, because, you know, there is some stuff that needs to happen right now. So you can't really take time to process your emotions. You have to do it on the road. I don't think that's going to be a problem. I mean, having a destination and a direction to go isn't always a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it helps to set the mind at ease and you're not like stuck in your head. Uh, people that don't necessarily have like a task to do while traveling might have it a little bit rougher. Yeah. So like Quinn has the ability to drive the car. Um, I'm at this point making maps because it's something to do. I mean, so Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think when we get to downtime, that's real. The we're gonna see probably some more of the grieving process uh, actually mm -hmm. actually start happening with other people because there's not you can't run away from you know we do have a mission right now we do have to go somewhere and do something even after that we have somewhere to go and do something but after that like you know once we have that free time or in between those those things if we have that free time 
what's that going to be process be like i i think i think um i don't know i don't think i don't think uh i don't think Baltane knows what he is feeling and i don't i think he's um as he's he is Dobby is someone he liked and has lost, but it was you know it's obviously you know it's not as long of a relationship as anyone else as long as Cedric has had, mm-hmm. um, but it still does like he does feel that hurt of like, man, that's someone that you know, I you know I we did crazy shit together. We just did some wild shit yeah. together, like you know just doing random stuff. So it's like a mushroom trip. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah we uh, so it's like kind of like playing in his head like well what is you know what does that mean for him you know his his life further on um so i think he's still processing that i think he's still he, i don't know if he he looks fine on on paper on like on the outside and i think he might be like you know act normally or you know act normally mm-hmm. from here on out um but he might just take a turn it doesn't it just kind of depends on like the wind shifting for about playing yeah Right now, the party is kind of, um, you know, I, I kind of picture it like that scene from uh, Osmosis Jones with the uh, the zit, the bar, um, where it, eventually it's just going to pop one day and come to a head. And, yeah, you know, because oh none God. of the party members like really kind of interact with each other. You know, we're, we're all on like different points of a star and none of us have really taken those couple of steps to walk to the middle in are like if that makes sense i yeah, agree but i disagree Boxing has put his hand out for everyone at least once. <laughs> he has tried yeah. to he, he has tried to make some connection with everyone at least once it might fail or it might not go as well but he's a tried i think i i try to make that like that connect that uh that connection at least once with everyone. Yeah. I mean, the thing that I see about you guys is like, you still, you still all do your own thing. Kind yeah. Of thing. Um, like you're together, but not really together. And you certainly do not have strong. I would say like your strongest personality was probably Dobby and Dobby did everything for himself. He was never really doing it yeah. for the group. And so you don't have a strong personality. That's like, gathering the group together and saying like okay guys this is shit but we still have and i like that paralyzes you guys a lot of the time like this the most surprising thing for me was like preparing for if you were all going to go back to zarithamar i was like are you serious you're going to go back what are you going to pedal a body around to uh, the city and hope that someone just freely resurrects this half-eaten yeah and i was like wow okay you're going to do this while the world's ending as well and it was like this this paralysis of like we're we're so distraught and upset and no one wants to kind of take the reins because perhaps you're scared that if you make the wrong decision everything falls apart and it's going to be all blamed on you but if no one does it's worse and that's kind of what what Aaron was telling you guys like you're going to go through loss you're going to make bad decisions you're going to make the wrong choices sometimes and it's going to feel like shit but you got to keep moving forward in hopes that you make the right decision next time that you learn and that you're able to pay it forward and keep moving and make things better maybe even after you've made things worse so that was like that that's the one thing that I don't see yet for you guys and maybe that's something that after this loss will happen for the group um but but it is an interesting dynamic um that still at like level six at 30 sessions in almost um you still don't have like a distinct core thing that's driving you guys 
I mean, we're, yeah, we're just kind of stuck right now on, you know, stuck more or less, whether it be on the path or, you know, in each other's company, yeah. we're just yeah. kind of like, you're there. we're at an impasse if that, yeah. And so, I think that's, that's a lot of the, uh, like our characters, like as yeah. who they are as characters too, because me and Cynric are more laid back and we'll say something, me and Cynric will say something and like a, let's do this. And then because it's like, we're kind of laid back, even if we might agree, like super want to do that, we might be like, okay, whatever. I don't Yeah, care. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Then, and then like, you know, Quinn and Perry are more of the uh, like educators, they would like if we are on something, they will like let's follow this through, but they might necessarily put the thing out first. Necessarily, they might not be the uh-huh. ones to say, Let's do this first. Yeah. So I mean, kinda, I yeah, they'll follow the path, characters. but they won't necessarily start the lay out initial the path, thread. Right. Yeah, yeah, we, we can always count on them though to want to take the um good option, right? On things. And yeah. sometimes, you know, that's not always the best choice. Um, right, just moral, yeah, it's sometimes that won't you know net us the best outcome Maybe. but dobby was of course a shit starter may he rest in peace <laughs> um actually this is interesting so i kind of want to get um your guys's thoughts a little bit more do you think this not 100 lack of cohesiveness but like a lack of friendship in the party is this just due to everyone's personality is it circumstances to mix the stuff. Psychoanalyze yourselves for me. I think it's just don't a take too long though, because we do most. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just a matter that most of us are forced together and haven't really taken the opportunity to to each other and get to know each other just outside of like brief moments. So it might be worthwhile having like a campfire night to just like sit and talk and or not just necessarily talk, but you know bond with people doing you know like what they want to do if that yeah. makes sense yeah i agree i think i think don't want to my own horn here but i think both teams <laughs> tried to do that at some at, at least a little bit i don't he's not i don't think i think the only two people he's not really like gotten not cl- like close obviously but like you know haven't gotten like broke that that acquaintance barrier with is probably oriana and um probably Cynric. I think those are the only mm-hmm. two that he hasn't like broke that like acquaintance. We like this is like like surface value thing. Like Dobby told Baltim about you know that burning building and then the, like the girl inside the burning building. He told him about Butcher. You know Quinn has told him about his sister. And, uh, he you know him and Quinn have spoken like you know during uh, during campfires about you know they're coming to their own specific paths of uh, powers and uh, Perry and his her her people and Perry and the uh, um, you know what's wrong with the ocean or what's happening with the ocean I think he's he's making inroads with some people um, but I think he yeah I think he does definitely needs to work on Oriana and uh, Cinderick and I think I don't think it's because he just like no I don't I think he's just like oh you know they'll come to me or I'll go to them when I'm like mm-hmm. I feel like something's you know not you know copacetic with them I think but I think it's also like with Baltaim, he he goes in and he's like, I'll have a good conversation with you. And then he'll turn around and be like, let's do drugs. And they're like, yeah, OK, yeah. OK, like what? Yeah. the? F- and so I Absolutely. think I think there's like this about face with them where they're like, we want to get to know you. But then you go off and make like rash. He's Silly a very just, rash. Yeah. 
he's very yeah. rash. Like that's Absolutely. that's Paul Taim's personality is like, I want to get this done. Like, let's just go do it. Like he'll walk through fire if he thinks on what's on the other side is important and he needs to get to it, even Absolutely. if there might be like a better way around it. And he's just the kind of like go getter to do that. And I think that that clashes with some of the people in the group right. where they're like, let's let's talk about this first let's and that was the whole thing with like the drug dealer you were like no let's just go in and like fight them and that was an option but might not have like, been a good well, option no it, well yeah, it might absolutely. have been an okay option you that would have been a fun option yeah i mean it definitely would have been, been a fun option it would have been an interesting one who knows what would have happened it would have been a, a tough battle because you would have been fighting a whole bunch of people but like but it's an option but i think that there's a bunch of the group who are like okay but Right. what are the other ones um and i think like i think that's probably you know, the disconnect with him and oriana that's what i probably. mean and i think that even yeah. like even with like quinn and, and perry a little bit like they they've gotten to know baltaim and they're like yeah he seems like a, a, a right a but, decent then guy. but then he goes and does like these weird yeah. like rash things and they're like uh yeah. do we want that and i think that that's where like the still disconnect is I'd probably even say maybe 20 years, I would have a problem with you doing drugs and doing all the stupid decisions. But now it's like, that's why I went to go sleep in the other room. You're going <laughs> to do what you're going to do regardless. Oh. I mean, Let the kids you know. do what they want. <laughs> I mean, he's only, what, 26? So yeah, he is in that, he's in that like, oh, I'm, you know, I stay up all night. I pull all night and just fucking go to work the next day. I'm fine. You know, he's doing that like, my back doesn't hurt when I wake up in the morning type of thing. Like, he's still in that, like... Okay, point that... of order, I'm 26. My back does hurt when I wake up. You so age faster than sneeze. you think. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, his, his mindset's still yeah, that young, like, that young, yeah. like, oh. And plus, he's, like, Asimar, so he's probably, like, you know, you know, 26 for Asimar. Probably, mm -hmm. like, what, like, you know... He's, like, five he's, years old, whatever. Yeah, you know, that's, like, you know, he's young. Yeah, they, yeah, live, it, they live longer in my um in my world yeah so, so he's, he's 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 relatively a young a young guy so he still got mm -hmm. that that young guy young and spry rash yeah. Oof. Yeah. okay um yeah it's it's one of those like if you were going to make like a stupid decision to like in that instance instead of doing drugs to go kill the hag I probably would have tried to stop you once and then went with you because i mean it's one of those if you're gonna but get yourself killed you didn't know about the hack and yeah. who i well, did the drugs yeah but that that's that's kind of where the, the character is it's like okay i mean if you're going to do something stupid i'll try to go with you and prevent as much for, as possible from happening but understand you're probably still going to do something yeah but but I always theory, think man. that rash decisions are honestly the spice of D&D. They're the best things ever. They're so much fun. They're so much fun. Until yeah. you get someone killed. Oh, Consequences. You know, it, it is a consequence. And I think now we actually have an opportunity to have a conversation about, like, you know, mm -hmm. decision making and, you know, where everyone's coming from and what everyone's yeah. going to do going yeah, forward. It's, it's hit hard this time. Yeah. 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 And we're stuck with each other right now, so we, we have that opportunity You're because very it's... close quarters. And yeah. maybe Campion's like a licensed therapist. He's just like, "Hey guys, you guys need to work out your fucking problems." Like, <laughs> like you guys yeah, are here. Have, you guys are here. I have here. a PhD in clinical psychology. Yeah, I'm a bounty hunter slash doctor. Hey, you um, don't know. Like, licensed well, therapist. You don't know. We'll just leverage Oriana to put up her bubble and keep him out, and you know we'll have our little powwow while he waits outside in the cart. <laughs> Rude. Anyway, um. 
Yeah, so you guys are alone with your feelings and each other. Luckily, you did have a snake fight to distract you, and you got your new friend, Campion, who's maybe coming along. We don't know. Um, Serenity, could you talk to us about designing this fight and designing Campion's entrance? Because um, the first time we've had a new PC. So I, I didn't think that Dobby wasn't going to be resurrected. I was like, oh, it's first DC. Like, yeah, yeah. He'll do well. Um, that was just a random encounter that I had set up. And, uh, when Jay, when I told Jay to make the character, um, just in case, uh, he, I was like, you just need to give me like, uh, three sentences on like who this is. I don't need your full backstory yet. Um, but I just need to kind of understand why you would be out in the desert. Uh, and then he gave the whole bounty hunter thing. And I was like, perfect. I know exactly where I can add you in so that he wouldn't be, I mean, some DMS have a hard time uh, in introducing new characters like on mm -hmm. the spot like some people are out for like two or three sessions before a character could be introduced but I had a perfect way to have him come in and um, and so it was kind of random I was like oh yeah good thing I made this encounter with these like three one T people like traveling out in the desert and, and and I had this like backstory for like why they were but I figured like the group won't even won't ever figure it out mm -hmm. but um, but I was like yeah he'll be hiding on the back of their cart of bodies uh, that they're carting off to their ritual um, and uh, and have a bounty on one of their heads. Mm -hmm. So it ended up That's working organic. <laughs> awesome. Um, so what do you guys think about Jay's new character so far? Cool. I, I don't know yet. I was in the middle of the desert. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fenric literally just was like, hey, I'm Fenric. <laughs> that word morning. <laughs> It's like, you know, just had a jog. Yeah. Um, can we go back to the cart and go? I want to take a nap. He seems on on just the like 10 minutes we've met, he seems like it's completely like like 180 from Dobby. Like, oh, in, mm -hmm. a, in a sense, but he's also similar in the same way too. He's all very like, I'm about to job. Like Dobby, he's like, still I'm about to job. But he's less, he's less like, I'm about to job anyway, fucking how? Like, let's just fucking we're out to like, you know, let's do whatever. He seems like, no, I'm about the job. Like, let's okay. methodically think about how to think get about this how to done. do the yeah, this job done, mm -hmm. and then, you know, fuck, I missed my target. Ugh. You know, he seems like he's more of a like a, a cool, calm, collected guy, maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas Dobby is still about like getting the deed done, but less of a, like any way possible, like fucking. Mm -hmm. He's very babies, not acid, cool, calm, or collected. Explosions. You know, you, you blow up a building of 40 people to get one, and hey, yeah, you did your job, but, yeah. you know. It worked. It worked. Um, cool. We are going to move on. I just wanted to comment, though. You guys are so bad at animals. You're just so bad. I wanted to <laughs> lighten the mood of our friend Dobbsworth dying. So I thought, <laughs> I have shit animal handling. I'll I'll probably never, like, he lives in a city. There's no like horses driving around. Usually, he probably walks mostly everywhere he goes. He's like, I've never driven before. Let's let me drive. He's like, oh yeah, and that was it was exactly what I hoped it, it was to be. Is me rolling I, shit. I tried to encourage you. Yeah, I was trying to lighten the death. Yeah, it did. I'm it sure did. you'll manage to point cool. those little birdies in the right direction someday. Um, anyway, we're moving on to our topic for the day, which is streaming. It's going to be very meta because we're talking about streaming on our stream. Um, 
So, of course, our first question is to our beloved DM mom, who is the creator of the network. My question is, um, how did you first get involved in like streaming? Did you used to stream video games before jumping into tabletop? Did you hop right into D&D? What's up? Uh, yeah, I, I started with League, I think. Uh, no, actually, I think I started with Hearthstone. Um, on my own personal channel. Um, I got into it like a few years back when uh, I was working for like Rockstar and I was watching a bunch of streamers and I was like, oh, this this seems fun. I'm going to try to do this. And I got a few viewers um, like consistently, but my schedule was so ridiculous with work and like working like 100 hour weeks trying to get GTA 5 out the door. I just like wasn't consistent. Like streaming, you really have to be consistent in order to gather an mm -hmm. audience. Like if, if you can't set set a schedule for yourself like forget it you, like you're just doing it for yourself at that point and then you might as well just play by your play play on your own um so uh so that's how i originally started and then um and then i decided it would be fun um to to try to do it with like a a, a D, D game and see how we could bring you know, our personalities and a game to the wider web and see if anyone would be interested in watching. So um, when did you first know you wanted your first D&D stream and what was like the journey from thinking, hey, that would be cool to being like, I'm doing this, I have a plan. Uh, I mean, I've always wanted to stream d and I mean, like I got into it, that's how I met you, right? It was like streaming D&D with, with Frank um, mm -hmm. and his game. And I think the the thing that always frustrated me was like the inconsistency of of people doing it, and I realized like how that was hurting his stream. Um, and so like after we we broke off and like started to just do our own thing, um, I got together with uh, this new group of people that I uh, we play with now on Mondays and, and I play with on Wednesdays, and they just seemed like a really consistent group, and they were very much into like creating characters and playing those personalities. And I think like for a stream, um, you can't just do like there are, I've played with people who are very like, wow, about how they play Dungeons and Dragons. Like they talk about DPS and proccing, um, <laughs> you know, abilities and they like I are very dungeon, very dungeon delvey. And they just want to, they just want to go in and like fight things and go through uh, like, you know, uh, um, a cavern or whatever. Um, and um, and that won't work on stream, I don't think. Like people have to have a balance of story and and excitement. And so um, and so with this other group, I was like, you know, I'd really like to try streaming, but at the time we had a few people that were not comfortable doing it. And so uh, it really started like last year, I think. Um, what uh, like in August, I started to talk about it, and then I started to write the lore. And then by like October, I had asked all of these people if they wanted to like join the stream um, and started to get everything together. Um, and then it took like six months from like October to mm -hmm. March to get all the artwork, to get the layouts, to get the schedule, to get the lore, to get the characters, everything. Yeah, I know there process. was. Yeah, I know there's a huge amount of back end. I wasn't really involved in the back end because I didn't get involved at network um, in the role for damage network until relatively recently. But can you give us like a bit more of like an insider view into all of the prep work that went into launching the stream? Because as you said, there was a ton of lore to write. There was art to get, music, yeah, layouts, um, stuff. 
yeah, it's really hard because like I, I'm not I'm one person and I don't mm-hmm. uh, I'm not like, you know, people look at like the D&D streams that are out there and like Critical Role, High Rollers, Acquisitions, Inc. Like these like have production companies with teams. like, with, yeah. like, like pro- professional equipment. My like one thing to like all these guys was like, just have a decent camera, a decent microphone. We'll do a test, make sure that it, like everyone's video works and that I can see you and I can hear you properly. Um I need to make sure that you're going to be consistent. Like if you're not, I'll, I will kick you from the game, um, which which I've told all of them, um, but they're all really great about um, being on time or being around. And if they're sick, they're sick, you know, it is what it is. But, um, but yeah, uh, it was like first, I mean, the first part was like finding the right group of people because there's no point in even starting on anything uh, if you don't have the people who are going to, actually um be there and the amazing thing with these guys was like i told them in october i was like i really want to do this but i was like i don't know when this is going to start so like can you bear with me and they all did they like hung on um and everyone kind of took on a job um like we had to get you know like i said layouts which like laura did um we had to get the um like some of the artwork like get it set up for the various like intros and breaks and like khalil helped with like a lot of that uh we needed the the panels and stuff like that the panel art which tick did for us um we needed uh like twitter like people handling our twitter and stuff like that which chad like handles most of the time um so like everyone kind of like took on a job and like ran with it and really really helped out um i had to contract our our music and our art and everything like that um and yeah, I mean, uh, it took our artist a while to do like six characters, but by the time she finished and I had the lore ready and everyone had their characters and backstories ready, yeah, it was about six months of, of stuff. So, um, so yeah, a lot of work went into the behind the scenes of getting everything ready. Yeah, that's... Um, we did a couple of tests, I think, stream tests as well, yeah. where I like tested to make sure that my setup because this all runs on my my own home computer like again i don't have servers or anything like you know the professional uh organizations do uh, this all runs on serenity's home pc so um so yeah i have to have like a the proper setup i have to make sure that nothing breaks down and all my stuff is relatively new i have good internet all of that stuff so mm-hmm. yeah one trooper serenity's home pc um this so- is why i'm always here for what's the damage guys <laughs> right? even if i'm not on the show i am behind the scenes because i'm behind the behind the most scenes. consistent guest. always here <laughs> always here never leave yeah that's why sometimes i seem like i'm talking to the air because she makes comments in the background um Yes. So having done all of that, can you, do you have like any words of wisdom for like people trying, thinking about setting up a stream or just getting started setting up a D&D stream? Like obviously it's a ton of organization in the back end. Yeah. Um, I would say like, don't do it unless you are super passionate about D&D. Like I play <laughs> four games a week. This is you to be one of a the, fucking this is one of the three. four is actually a lot for me. And I, and I like once, once I, if I die in any one of those games, I would probably like, like drop one. Yeah, I will probably drop one. Um, but uh, but I do love D&D and it, it's a big passion for me and I've always wanted to do this. And so I would say one, like just be pat, like no, because it's a lot of work. It is not easy. I give up my Tuesdays and my Fridays just to stream this. And then on top of that, I have to write all my notes as a DM. I have to make sure that everything streams correctly. I I do all the video editing. I get everything up on YouTube. Um, like I do all of that. And so that's like all my time taken up for that stuff. I would say if you're just interested in streaming in general, probably start as like, yeah, doing video games or something like a talk show or, you know, like, like have, like have, just have your friends as guests or, you know, do that. Like, I think there's like on Twitch, there's like, um, 
a just chatting um, category yeah, where you yeah. can like literally sit and like chat about stuff. Like do something like that, something m- much more cash uh, to just get a feel for it and see what you enjoy. Um, but like a and d stream is is very like high intense work, especially if you want to have like decent quality. Like we're still not, I mean, I, we have decent quality. I think, I think we have a, a decent quality stream and we're, we're not, but we're not at like the professional level that you see with like some of the stuff on like the D&D channel and stuff like that. Um, and so you want to at least have some kind of quality so that your viewers are going to come in and enjoy and understand you and get some kind of immersion in, into the story that you're creating. Um, and so, uh, and so like, I would say that like at least have some kind of like layout or way of showing, uh, the game that you're playing. I know a lot of people do like very theater of the mind stuff, like don't ever have a battle map. That's fine. You don't have to have that. Um, but maybe have like at least your character stats and cards and things like that so that people understand like what's happening in the game and and things like that. Um, but yeah, I, I would say like you really have to want to do it, uh, especially as like small time when you're going to be starting it on your own computer and have no one else to help you because it's a lot of work. Yeah. So obviously, despite being incredibly well known and popular, we're still we're still growing our audience. Um, what are some of the struggles that you've come across like entering a saturated market like D and D Twitch? Um, I mean, growing is really hard, right? Like, I, I think. I'm so happy that we were able to hit affiliate and that we have like Mm -hmm. at least a decent number of people. Um, But like consistently growing, like we're nowhere near partner and we don't get like thousands of viewers uh, all the time. I think it's just trying to find ways to like market your channel and, um, and make it interesting. Uh, And we'd constantly try to like ask our viewers and our, our people that watch uh, if there's anything we can do to make it more Mm -hmm. interesting. Um, I'd love to try and figure out like what other sort of content on the Roll for Damage channel that we can run. Like we've done a couple of video game streams and stuff like that, but it's hard to really know like what people actually will gravitate towards beyond the the game. Um, but I think like for a small stream, I'm pretty happy with the audience that we currently have. And hopefully, you know, over time, like last week we had, I think the biggest number of viewers 11. we've, yeah, okay, the, yeah. The, the largest number of average viewers yeah. that we've had in a while. And maybe that's just because, you know, we're starting to pick up pace again or, or whatnot. Or maybe it was just a freak accident. I don't know. But I think I think the, kill your PCs. I think I think the, the thing is, is like a lot of it really is like a lot of the streamers that I watch and that are have become popular, even some of them that are not like they're not like ninja. Like, you know, they're they're not like millions and millions of viewers, but they get a good number of people watching them like a lot of them, it took them like two, three years to really get Mm -hmm. viewership. And so I am not at the point where I think like, oh, we're not growing fast enough or like this is pointless or whatever. I think like it takes time and consistency and and we just have to show Mm -hmm. that. So yeah, be passionate, be consistent. Um, What was the third one? Have fun. Passion, consistency. No, fun is not one of them. Passion, consistency, kill your PCs, be patient. Um, and believe in yourself. Kill your PCs. Yeah, kill your PCs. <laughs> That's the most important one. Anyway, um, so Tick and Khalil, have you guys streamed before? Um, no, I don't think so. I've like I've 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 had the idea of like wanting to do like some sort of like YouTube or Twitch stream or like you know recording for YouTube. Obviously, uh, I've had that 
um, like idea in back of my head because I'm a I'm an audio engineer student. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like like and I've I've done taken some classes on like editing and like film and stuff like that because you know they want you to be well rounded and stuff. Uh, and so like that's always interested me in like doing like the production and all that stuff of uh of like a maybe a YouTube you know channel or a streaming um uh twitch stream uh just never like had the time or felt like had that like felt like i was you know at the place to do it yet and so when uh serendi asked me i was like yeah that's like cool as hell i'd love to do like something like that be part of something like that because it's like something i was like thinking of or want to try to do so it was like yeah that sounds like a, a neat um project to be a part of yeah definitely definitely it's a neat project um it's a lot so- of fun. Yeah. So uh, now let's talk about um, more D&D specific things in streaming. So Serenity, is DMing on stream different from doing it at home? Is it like harder, easier? Do you find you have a different mindset about differently? What's the difference? Uh, Yeah. I mean, for me, at least, I don't know other, I don't know other people, but I write my notes for uh, my campaign on Friday compared to like the campaign that I was running on Monday are so much more extensive. I've got like, I don't know, how big is my, how big are my, how big is my notes document now? It's like 80, 90. There we look. Um, Will it even open? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's huge. Um, <laughs> and I, it's, it's just, I, I think the biggest thing for me um, DMing on stream is less like like figuring out like the puzzles or the fun stuff to do like that's that's easy enough like figure out what kind of encounters and what kind of story. Uh, the hardest part for me is the descriptions because I feel mm-hmm. like for viewers I have to be much more descriptive about the world because they're they're watching and they're trying to like imagine these things in their in their minds they're not you know seeing seeing it and i do it for the players as well but it's much easier as a player you're kind of like already in the game you're already in character you're mm-hmm. already like immersing yourself in this world so if something isn't as descriptive you can still kind of piece it together for yourself but as a viewer um you know you kind of want that understanding it's the same with when you're reading a book right you want to understand like you know what does the palace look like you know how how do i imagine this in my head and so um yeah i have to be a lot more uh a, a lot more cognitive of of those kinds of notes so like my notes i know they always say like in dming like don't write out super extensive notes because the players will go wherever um i have super extensive notes of like (laughs) them traveling off into the desert and i'm like here is exactly it's like i talk about like how arid it is or how the dunes are or whatever um and the the nice thing is is like i can create descriptions of like a city where it's like okay if they don't decide to go to that city right now i'm sure they'll eventually go there or if they don't it'll be in like another campaign or whatever Mm but um but yeah, uh, majority-wise, I at least have an understanding of where they're going, and then I like write up the little descriptions of of where where they are, and then I and then I have like, you know, for like shops and things like that. I also, if it's a if it's an interesting shopkeeper that I want to be like fun, um, mm-hmm. I will make like an extensive personality for them and play it out. Uh, if it's just someone where they're like, oh, we want to buy rations, I'm just like, okay, fine, okay, shop. That and then I don't have any. They're there. They're humanoid. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Not everyone's a Randall. Yeah, not everyone's Randall. Everyone's Randall. Yeah. But yeah, it, it is it is for me a lot more extensive just because mm-hmm. I'm also I'm not just DMing to my players, I'm DMing to my audience. And yeah. and I want to make sure that they understand where the players are and where they're going and what the setting is. So 
inviting people into the theater of the mind. There's some guests here now, not just the players. Um, yeah, so on that note, for the players, is it different playing on stream, like um, having that awareness that you have an audience to entertain? You're not just doing it for yourselves. I think everything is always different when you yeah. play with an audience. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily play, but are in front of an audience. Yeah, I think so. I think, I mean, I'm a naturally like humorous, like good humor person, but I think I'm like on stream, I do try to like, you know, try to make it like where it's entertaining for them to see what we're doing too. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's kind of why I like my character where he's at because I, I can kind of autopilot his, his reactions to things and things to do because he'll just do what the first thing to do. And so I'm like, okay, I don't have to think about that, but I can start thinking about like, how I'm gonna interact with someone like someone does like you know the the ghost I'm like oh yeah I'm gonna fucking bring up the ghost kissing somewhere like I can like oh I already know this is gonna come up somewhere so it's like I I can kind of autopilot his his like initial reactions for that and then help the stream feel like what's like what I'm thinking like you know what's going on so I think yeah I think it does some things get uh, overplayed or over not overplayed but over heightened I would say exaggerated somewhat. <laughs> Interesting. Well, you tick. I, I think when you're uh, not on camera, you kind of have this like freedom that no one's watching you, no one's judging what you're doing, sure. no one's you know looking at and examining your every move. So you tend to be more free and liberal with how you portray something. But it's like that perception of okay, you have to be the best you can because there's an audience. If that makes sense. You mean the best player or? Well, just in general being like, you know, not necessarily exclusively to D&D, but the fact that you're on camera and playing on camera, it's kind of in this situation. Yeah. The best player, the best, you know, interpretation of the character you're doing. Yeah. I just throw that out the window. Don't pick your nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, the window. <laughs> I'm notorious. I, I have to be Don't fidgeting something for, you know, everything or else, you know, I, I just lose interest like right off the bat. So, I mean, I'm always looking off camera and doing everything else, but. Mm -hmm. Oh, I just had a question which I immediately forgot. Um, did you, oh yeah, so, no, I forgot it again. I'm so sorry guys. <laughs> <laughs> My cat is like in the background. How is I hear so much noise. I hear your cat, jingle, jingle. <laughs> What is she playing with a toy? Yeah, she's got like this scratching post that has like in the base there is a little jingle ball that like goes around on a track and she goes nuts over it. I love that animals are so like base instinct, like mindless, where like like they'll just go after like my dog, you just give her a squeaky toy and for like 10 minutes she's good to go she's and then and then eventually she gets like bored of it and then she'll like rest her chin on the top of it and she's like this toy's not doing anything anymore. Mm. Aww, I'm lazy. Like I have, I have chewed all the joy out. Of I know toy. it's just so funny, but animals are so funny. Like they'll get just fixated on something. Mm -hmm. She's like, I'm making this fucking ball out of this yeah. toy. It's never coming out, Ruby. I'm sorry. And what's the plan if they ever do get it out? I mean, they, um, she's not strong enough to rip this apart. So I think, I think she's but, not yeah, strong enough to rip it apart. Uh oh. The stuffing starting to come out of the toy. This one has to be mm -hmm. thrown in the garbage because I don't want nobody to eat a whole. Yeah, does your does your dog like rip the squeaky bits out and then just play with the squeaky bits? 
Max no, I never, that. I've never, I mean, she would probably, but she's mm-hmm. never got that far because it, normally they have it like stuffed inside of all of like the, the fluffy stuffing and she will uh-huh. eat that shit. And I'm like, no, and I am not. No, no, you're going to be sick. Yeah. It, it takes no, 0.25 seconds for my dog to get to the squeaky bit of a toy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My mom's dog used to do that. Like he, we gave him a squeaky toy. He'd have it for like a couple of weeks and he just like start gutting it and like going after the squeaky. Some dogs are he heavy play, chewers. He played with the squeaky. He loves the squeaky. There you go. Yeah. He once had like this giraffe um, that he kept like wholly intact for like months and months. Like he loved this giraffe so much. Then one day he was like, okay, well, it's time, for you to, it's time for you to die, giraffe. We had a good run. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Like, it's like you get attached to like the pig you're raising, then it's bacon time one day. See, I'm so. good with animals in real life. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, I legitimately cannot remember the question. I was stalling for time talking about animals. <laughs> um, but since I fucking forgot, I think that's our time for tonight. Thank you so much for joining me. Serenity, always wonderful to have you, like every week. Um, Khalil, thank you. Tick, thank you so much. Um, and thank you to all the viewers. Tune in on Friday for the next episode of Roll for Damage. Tune in on Tuesday, the next episode of whatever this is. Check out our store. Check out our Twitch. Um, subscribe to our Twitch, maybe. We'd like that. Anyway, yeah, subscribe. Thank you. It's sub- yeah. still September, September, isn't it? September. Yeah. It's still September. Yep. Yep. And also subscribe to our YouTube. That one's free. Mm-hmm. And That's the more free. viewers we get... Uh, we can eventually actually get roll for damage maybe as a uh, as a domain because uh, right now it's just like YouTube slash yep. <laughs> the YouTube slash garbledygook. Yeah. yeah, so help us get our domain name. That's our goal for I don't know this 2020. Winter? Can one thing happen? Goal for 2020. 2020. Yeah. Can it? Let one... Get us our domain name. <laughs> Subscribe to our channel. Make one good thing happen. So, in so like, here's here's my here's my scale. It's either, it's either <laughs> we get we get uh, the domain name or on YouTube or meteor comet slash zombie apocalypse. Those are the two things that, that to, 2020 has to end in one of those two of those ways. ways. Yeah. Hey, hey, or I'm still holding out for alien invasion. I'm still holding out for okay. alien invasion. I want fun. it. It's That's gonna really come. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Zombie <laughs> apocalypse guy. would be interesting. Yeah. No, I'm done with plagues. I'm fucking done with plagues. <laughs> okay, right, plagues guys. are overrated. They're stupid. Good night. Have a good night, <laughs> Have everyone. Have a good one. Hopefully one of us comes back. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Who else is going to die? Heat exhaustion. <laughs>